What you are about to hear is a labor of love. Our love is for the music, and the music is for the people. We at Rockstrikes 10 and cnjradio.com have always recommended that any music we promote on our shows be legally purchased, downloaded, and or streamed. We feel this way not only for our network of shows, but for all music-based shows. By supporting the artist in this way, more music can be created and the industry as a whole can prosper. The music is owned by their respective labels, or hopefully by the artists themselves. This broadcast is owned by cnjradio.com. Our only mission is to promote the music we love and promote the legal purchase of it. Enjoy the show and turn it up. Welcome to Rock
welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, especially if you're doing it at the central station of cnjradio.com. Okay, got a little head start on this one here, but yes, welcome to part two of our big celebration as we recognize and celebrate the 50th anniversary of the debut album by KISS. Simply called KISS, and as promised on the previous episode where I retract the whole album playing live versions by the band from different eras, we are now into part two here, and I'm going to attempt to find notable covers of the entire album. And we started off the show in great form, one of my all-time favorite rock bands ever, and they are still very sorely missed. That was the Donnas with their killer, fun, yet faithful version of Strutter. It originally appeared on the Detroit Rock City film soundtrack. They also put out a single-only release for it on 7-inch 45. And if you missed it back in 99, it's back. If you pick up the early singles collection from the Donnas that came out this year, you can find it on there as well. That's an amazing set. I definitely recommend that as a purchase for sure. Go look it up. Donna's early singles. It's got that on there. Uh, So, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, there's a ton of versions of Strutter out there, but I've still never heard a version better than that. So how could I not play that? I wasn't going to get cute with it. Uh, I will say a few of the versions on here I'd really never heard before prior to doing this episode. So I'm excited to bring these to you as well. But let's keep things going. I'm not going to talk too much on this one like I did on the previous one. I did all my nerdy shit on this album on the first episode. So if you want those fun extra nerd stats, uh, go listen to that episode if you haven't already. I I wish you would. I kind of gave up on going too hard on it about halfway through. But yeah, you get the idea. And so, speaking of that first part, I played the version from the KISS MTV Unplugged show, where it was six members of KISS on stage, and then we had both drummers singing lead vocals on that particular song, and I love that version. And we're actually going to include one of those members on this particular track. Yeah, oh, actually two of them. Yeah, (laughs) fuck me. Yeah, two of the members from that track are on this, but this is technically a cover. So, yeah, how is that possible? Well, there was a live concert release by the Eric Singer Project, I believe somewhere in the mid-2000s. And in this particular lineup, the the main lineup of Eric Singer Project, by the way, if you didn't know, is, of course, Eric Singer on drums and sometimes lead vocals, Bruce Kulick on lead guitar, uh, John Karabi, and Chuck Garrick, who you may know currently of the Alice Cooper Band on bass. Very, very cool group of guys right there that make great music when they get together. So yeah, ESP right here, when they put out their live show, they included this version of Nothing to Lose. And I really, really dig this version. Because yeah, of course, Eric Singer can sing the song really well. But there's a nice twist on it. But I'll, I'll have them surprise you with it. So here you go. Enjoy. I think it's about time Mr. Singer sang one for you. What do you think? One, two, three, four. Oh, I had a baby. 
All right, yes, there you go. ESP, the Eric Singer Project, doing nothing to lose. I, I like the twist on there because now that you got Eric Singer singing the lead vocal on there because originally Gene sings it. That, By the way, that was probably killing Chuck Garrick the whole time, as well as he played on it, and great bass tone, by the way. But I know he's a big Gene guy. But since Eric Singer's singing lead on that, and that's the original Gene part, you got John Karabi now singing the Peter Chris part, and he sounds great on it. So, yeah, I just really thought that... But, yeah, I just thought that version was great, in case you never heard it before. I'm sure you enjoyed that. But, yeah, there you go. Nothing to Lose by ESP. So, going to get this out of the way, and I don't mean that in a bad way, in a sense, uh, as far as the band goes, but from an audio quality standpoint, I asked for forgiveness on the previous episode when I played the live version of Kissin' Time because it was really the only version we had of it with Kiss doing it live. So I had to make a lot of apologies for the lack of sound or just it not sounding great. And I'm going to ask the same of this particular performance uh, for a few reasons. Number one, because I feel like there's no really great cover version of this song that's really out there. I know it's been covered, but I can't really find one that I think is worthy of the show, honestly. Definitely on massive principle. I need to include this because it's one of my all-time favorite bands doing this song, which in the day and age of the internet, we all figured out, wow, this actually happened. So yeah, that's awesome. I just wish that there were better sounding versions of it. But this is what you get. As the guy singing this next particular version once famously said, beggars can't be choosers in a den of thieves. So take what you can get. So in case you've never heard this before or you didn't know it existed or you knew it existed and you just never heard it before, we're going to hearken back to the old house party slash club days of Van Halen long before they released their first ever classic debut album. Yes, they used to be pretty much mostly a cover band doing five 45-minute sets a night, as Dave always likes to put it. Uh, But that's what you did in the 70s if you were a working cover band, especially in the cutthroat world of California. But also, you do have to kind of sit back and take a second and go, wow. So they played this song. And you know me, I'm a big fan here, Kiss Army, Kiss Navy. Uh, This was never a big hit. (laughs) It's like, it's a fan favorite. And if you own a copy of Kiss Alive, you know this song. And of course, if you own the first album, you know it too. But It just seems like a random thing for a bunch of guys that were playing the hits of the day, like the Hot 100, whether it be Led Zeppelin or Casey and the Sunshine Band. I I didn't think that a song like Firehouse would really ever come up too much, but hey, it happened. I'm glad it happened, and here you have it. Here is Van Halen, and yes, this is the original recorded lineup. Alex Van Halen, Eddie Van Halen, Michael Anthony, and of course, Diamond David Lee Roth, my spirit animal, bringing to you their version of Firehouse.
right, there you have it there, the mighty Van Halen and their version of Firehouse, according to the notes I have here from the clip I pulled. The date on that seems to be September 18th, 1976, about two years away from their debut album being recorded, or maybe a year and a half, let's say. Uh, But yeah, there you go. One of the worst sounding things I've ever played on this show, but also super neat as well. So I figured you could forgive me for that. We needed to play that on principle. Plus also, once again, a missed opportunity. How did Firehouse never cover Firehouse? Yeah, that's all I'm trying to say. Okay. (laughs) Next one right here. I didn't mention this on the last episode, but this was the first lone right that Ace Fraley brought to the band, and he came up with an instant classic here for the band, so good for you, Ace. Uh, this one right here, he probably would have been able to sing on the album had he wanted to, but he did not. And for a guy that always accused the band of holding him back, that doesn't really hold water, does it? But anyway, <laughs> throwing some shade, but hey. But an extra tie-in to Ace here. I do remember specifically uh, seeing performances and and on one of the great home videos of all time where Ace would actually get on stage with this band and cover this song here, Cold Gen. And yeah, if you go look up, like, let's say on Pantera's Vulgar Video, you can see Pantera dressing up like Kiss and doing a live version of Cold Gen. And also, if you get the great Skid Row Roadkill video, you can find this very insane onstage version of Skid Row, Pantera, and Ace Fraley all doing Cold Gen. So that's some homework for you. Go look those up. Uh, but until then, uh, thankfully, a couple of years ago, with the re-release of the debut Skid Row album, also self-titled, conveniently, uh, in the bonus material for this full live show that they put on with the download and the CD version, uh, they put this live version of Cold Gen that the band used to do quite a bit on their first ever tour. So yeah, great sound quality right here. So definitely needed to include this version right here. So here is Skid Row in all their original glory doing Cold Gin. It's Cold Gin time again!
So I mentioned on the previous episode where we retracked the whole Kiss album live, uh, I mentioned that I really got huge into Kiss and started buying the records around the dawn of the 90s. And that band right there, Skid Row, also at the dawn of the 90s, that was definitely a band that I said I would have followed into the sun at that point as well. So yeah, huge on them at that point, as huge as I was on Kiss. So yeah, two of my favorites coming together right there. That was Skid Row, the original OG recorded lineup right there, Sebastian Bach, Dave Snake Sabo, Scotty Hill, Rachel Bolin, and Rob Alfuso doing a live version of Cold Gen. So this is the part of the show where I was about to be like, okay, here's a cover of Let Me Know. And when I first thought to do this particular kind of episode, I just assumed that every song on here had been covered multiple times over. And as I got rudely awakened by the fact that there were no good recorded versions of Firehouse that I particularly enjoyed, I guess I shouldn't have been surprised that I could find nothing basically nothing when it came to Let Me Know. That is a song that nobody has really seemed to cover, especially anybody of note. Oh, of course, like I mentioned before, there's just an absolute flooding of people doing their own guitar cover versions of it on YouTube. Once again, that should be in a separate format because I'm just sick of looking shit up like this and just finding people playing it on the guitar. It's annoying. Okay, rant gone. But just as I had just gone through the ringer with not finding anything for Let Me Know, I was having a similar problem with Kissin' Time, of course. And it usually just leads you on to the Japan footage of them playing it live. And, of course, the original version by Bobby Rydell. And that's all I was getting in my searches when I looked it up on YouTube and a few other places. So I was starting to get annoyed with this whole project, honestly. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I found this act here. And I'm assuming they're from Greece. And I'm judging that by their last names. <laughs> but I, I I enjoyed this. I enjoyed this enough. And maybe I was just so damaged being inundated by all these guitar covers. I was like, yeah, this is pretty good. It's not too bad. But I like it. It's a little bit of a punk rock approach, a little bit of a garage rock approach to Kissin' Time. And so I'm going with it. So congratulations, guys. So hey, if you're listening, reach out to me. I'll shake your hand digitally for this. So here is Lester Greenowski, along with Vin Borowski, doing their version of Kissin' Time. Enjoy. We're kissing in Cleveland,
right, there you go. Hey, I like it. I don't I don't know what you guys think out there, but I, I like it. I thought that was fun. So yeah, Lester Greenowski and Ven Borowski doing kissing time. There you go. Hope you enjoyed that. You heard it here first. <laughs> All right. If you didn't already hear it on YouTube, you heard it here first. Full disclosure, that's obviously where I got it from. Okay, so we're one song down. So that means we got to go double on another song. And why not go double on the song called Deuce? Just makes all the sense in the world. I guess, you know, if you're in the know, you could do it with nothing to lose. But uh, that's another story for another time. Why not this time, if any time? Well, let's just not discuss it. But let's get into Deuce here. And I'm playing one of these as a request from my buddy Pete LaRussa, who's a fan of this band. And I'll also go ahead and throw this out to the biggest fan of this band that I know, Gene Vogel. So yeah, I'm going to play Overkill to start off our Deuce 2 for right here from their covers album. And I know them to be Kiss fans for sure. So definitely, I'd be friends with these guys. I'm just not a big fan of the band, but yeah, I mean, we all have our things. But yeah, anyway, I actually found a really cool piece of footage on YouTube of Bobby Blitz from Overkill singing this song on the Megadeth Cruise uh, with a couple of guys from Anthrax and stuff like that. So go look that up. That's a lot of fun. I think Dave Ellison's playing bass on it, something like that. Anyway, but yeah, it's good stuff. And it got me inspired. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll play the Overkill version. Why not? And also, I mean, I think you probably have an idea of what the second version of Deuce is going to be, but let's go ahead and leave it as a surprise just in case. So doing a twofer here of one of the greatest Kiss songs of all time, according to Gene Simmons and according to me and according to a lot of fans. So here is, as they say on my old hip-hop tapes, a deuce-deuce. Here you go.
Just proof positive of how great the song Deuce is right there. You can take it anywhere, literally. We started that twofer off with Overkill, and of course we slammed right into Lenny Kravitz's version of Deuce, which was the kickoff track to the Kiss My Ass tribute album, which is, as of this year, 30 years old. Oh my god. And here's the other thing, full disclosure, I actually didn't intend originally of playing 
Lenny Kravitz version here to represent Deuce. I actually wanted to play the Tree People's version of it because I was having this discussion with my friend Pete LaRusso the other day, speaking of him again, and we were talking about the different versions of Hard to Believe because I was putting together this episode and I needed some info. And I had like the re-release of it on cassette, which was different than the original release that came out on vinyl and CD and cassette and all that stuff. But I have the one with the basic black cover with just the lipstick on it. And then later on, I got the original CD version and I noticed right off, hey, the track list is different. And even some of the bands are different. So you've got different bands doing different songs. So on my tape version, there's the Tree People doing Deuce as opposed to Hellman on the original doing Deuce. And I was like, hey, it's super rare that I would play the Tree People thing. So I was going to play that. But, you know, leaning on YouTube a little bit and actually only since I only have that version on cassette and I don't have a ripper for my cassette yet. So exposing myself here, but at the same time, <laughs> exposed. Uh, but yeah, I, I didn't have that version to play for you. And I'm very sorry. At some point I will play that on the show, but until then, there you go. Not a bad alternate to have right there in your pocket. Lenny Kravitz doing deuce with Stevie wonder on harmonica. Lenny's a legit member of the kiss army for sure. So yes, let's show the love for both of those acts. And speaking of showing some love, man, I was talking about some of the frustrations of trying to find good quality cover versions of these songs and these next two songs let me tell you i was having a bit of a problem with them and at the same time i was like am i gonna do the slightly hacky thing am i gonna just have to play the melvin's version of love theme from kiss which is called love thing by the way on ozma and i I love it and everything but it just seems like kind of incomplete in a way because it's barely a minute long so i'm like yeah okay but I got to say, between that and 100,000 years, was so happy to come across this act right here. So let me just get on my knees and do a little bit of a bowski right here, a little curtsy, and say, man, let's give it up for Reggae Kiss. So here is Reggae Kiss bailing me out in a big way right now. Check it out.
So that is me breathing a sigh of relief and thanking the music gods for Reggae Kiss right now. And, and hey, why not at this point? Because it seems to almost be very timely because now everybody in the world's a Bob Marley fan, right? I mean, if they weren't already, that movie boy, that's, uh, that thing took off. And even, even the basic bitch uh, oldie stations around here are playing Bob Marley like they've been playing him for 40 years, even though they haven't. But uh, that that's what we, I mean, hey, there's worse things, I suppose. I could be a snob and say I'm more of a Peter Tosh guy because I am, but 
reggae almost proving to be a universal language, even just when it comes to me using reggae kiss as exhibit A. I feel like even Megadeth's Holy Wars could lend itself well to a reggae cover, and let's be having that already. But yes, reggae kiss, go look them up. They got three full-length kiss cover albums out there in the universe. They're on Spotify and all the other places. Right there, the first one you heard of that reggae kiss twofer, love theme from kiss, that appears on their latest album, from last year called Love Mon. <laughs> I bet you could guess what the cover looks like. By the way, the covers are great as well. The covers and the covers of the actual albums. Uh, the cool thing about Love Mon is it's a bit of a deep cut Kiss cover album, as opposed to the first two being a little more obvious. Like the second release, Remasked, which has that version of 100,000 Years on there as well. But go show some love for Reggae Kiss because they bailed me the fuck out on this episode. And, man, how fun were those? Come on. You, you can't deny it. All right. But, yeah, there you go. A little twofer right there. Oof. Ah, yeah, I feel so much better now. Now we can relax and go with another one of the obvious covers in the Kiss covers canon. I am going to go a little bit different. Of course, I played all live versions on the previous episode. And let's finish things off with yet another live version of a famous Kiss cover. Of course, any KISS fan worth their weight knows about the classic Replacements album, Let It Be, which is a great album. It's one of the all-times, and I really like that version of Black Diamond, and if you've been paying attention, a lot of the box set releases that the Replacements have been putting out for their catalog, they have these bonus shows, these full live shows, and they sound so good. It's amazing how well they cleaned up some of this stuff. Not touched up, because yeah, I mean you could tell if they had, but they just cleaned up the audio, even some of the original albums as well, and they make everything sound so good, giving them the respectful reissue treatment that this band deserves, because the Replacements are one of the great rock and roll bands of all time, and they deserve this kind of reissue treatment. So yeah, one of these shows that came out from the vault, feature a really actually good version like they're actually trying <laughs> which if you know the history of the band that's that's asking a bit much sometimes but yes there's a really cool live version of black diamond here on one of these new vault shows specifically from live at maxwell's recorded in hoboken new jersey in february of 1986 so to close off this episode of all kiss covers from the first kiss album here is of course the great replacements with a live version of Black Diamond. Turn it up. Out on the street for a living You know it's only begun Got you on the left Time! 
Hahn. Closing off the show here tonight and closing off our two-parter big, big anniversary tribute birthday show to the debut self-titled Kiss album right there. That was The Replacements live at Maxwell's in 86, and that was Black Diamond. Hope you enjoyed these two episodes. I feel like if you're not the biggest fan of Kiss, you probably enjoyed this one more than the previous one, but let me know what you think out there. I'd love to know, especially if I'm doing these slightly divisive episodes. But we're going to continue on with things. If I have it my way, the next episode you'll be hearing, going to do a little celebration for yet another anniversary, and that will be the 60th anniversary of the Beatles playing on Ed Sullivan for the first time. And that's definitely a moment that had that not happened, these episodes definitely wouldn't have happened, and I probably wouldn't even be talking into this microphone right now. But yes, join me for that next episode and all the rest, of course. Until then, stay tuned for my better half, Nola, with the plugs, and followed by the best damn outro song in all the podcasting business. Take it away, Nola. We would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today. You can reach us on Facebook or Twitter. We love getting messages and always do our best to respond. Every time you share our show, we give our cats Ruby and Ripley a treat. We are on Twitter at RockStrikes10 and the direct email is RockStrikes10 at gmail.com. When you search for us, the number 10 is always spelled out. If you would like to support our show financially, we do have RockStrikes10 shirts for sale. For $20, we will ship you out a high quality, soft as heck, next level branded shirt and a button. Send us an email or direct message for more details or to order. Please help us spread the word about this show and all of our other quality shows by listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing. Our official website is cnjradio.com. You can visit this site for all episodes of Rock Strikes 10 going all the way back to episode number one. While you're on cnjradio.com, check out some of these other quality shows. The Wrestling House Show, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other. The Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions, hosted by Randy Brown, a true alternative. The Last Theater, starring Chris, where cinema's trash is treated like treasure. And the I Am Vinyl Podcast with Pete LaRussa and occasionally Joey. We also highly recommend that you check out our good friend Mark Striegel, who can now be heard exclusively on SiriusXM as part of Ozzy's Boneyard and Hair Nation. Last, but certainly not least, we would like to give an extra special thanks to the great Pete LaRussa and the band Spacebeard for the best outro song in the business. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband to purchase their music and make sure to tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent ya. We hope you tune into the next show. Until then, have fun.
post-game show is brought to you by... Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it.